Bravo has been keeping everything airtight. I don't know what's going to go down on RHOA. Marlo is going to keep the girls alive. She by Sheree finally launched. It's not spring summer, though. This season, keep your edges on point and stay tuned. My edges are filling in. Who think that they know some tea on me about sucking dick in the locker room? This is a kid's work and party. Kenya, don't invite your wife when don't get it. This is who she is Nobody control my vagina breast. Oh, I made it. Fabulous is my middle name. Marlo Fabulous in Hampton. She by Sheree's coming, honey. What does it mean when you call someone, it ring and then it go busy? Just love yourself, Sheree. I am the moment, bitch. I am the moment. She called me a friend, me not calling her no friend. I'm a four time Olympic girl. Candy was a damn hoe. She f***ed everybody for free. I give what you give to me. Now you following me? You're full of s***, Candy. Pin up a little hoe. Yeah, no. go, bitch. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Good morning, Mariana. Good morning, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I got the vid. Got the vid. It gotcha. It got me. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything except last week I had two things I had to do and sure enough, I got COVID. I told you, mate, the best thing to do is stay home, lock your doors and fuck everyone off. Yeah, that's... That was my plan, except I got dragged to two work things. Work's the killer. We all need to stop working. We all need to stop. Well, I've stopped working now, bish. (laughs) I think yesterday I did like three phone calls and two emails. That was it. Great. I know, right? Great. You could just commit your week to housewives binge watching. Well, I've watched them all, mate. I'm a bit. You're gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back. What should I go, go back? Go do on? like New York season three. Is that Scary Island season? Yeah, I think okay. so. Though. Then I think yeah, that's that's this what I'm doing. Legacy today. cast is pulling people from the old seasons. You got to go back and refamiliarize yourself. I cannot wait for this legacy one. I am more excited about that than the new season. The new me new too. One. It's well, what we need. Because it's, it's what we know. We're, mm-hmm. we're old and set in our ways. It's what we know. Yeah. Is this their way of kind of firing Ramona without firing Ramona? <laughs> uh, that's honestly what I think it is, yeah. Because they, you know, she she's a stalwart, man. Like. A horrible human being. But horrible. And flippantastic TV. It's just crazy how. I know, we're fucking hypocrites. Untouched she is. We're such hypocrites. What do you do? What do we you are. do? And Atlanta. You... Sorry, I interrupted oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw the Atlanta trailer. I right? can't believe you haven't seen the Atlanta trailer. Crazy. So. Crazy. Well, I went out last night and oh, saw yeah. um, uh, this horrible fucking performance. Oh, no. It was one of those things where it's like, pay what you feel. And it's like a variety show and what? people get up and do things. Are you kidding? It's like, if you think it's shit, you pay nothing. But if you think it's great, you pay a lot. Was it like improv or? It, it was, no, it was like planned. So there was like yeah. a, a set list. But someone came up and they did mime and I was like, mime in oh the year 2022. Oh, my God. No. Enough. Okay. The only thing we need to bring back, and this is why I'm obsessed with the Eurovision, is interpretive dance. Nothing's exactly. funnier than interpretive dance. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, <laughs> what is wrong with people? Oh. I know, the only mime I want is that one from Potomac that came up to Karen and Giselle. A hundred percent. Other than that, get out of my life. I know, right? Anyway, so that's why I've been busy, because I've been watching mime acts. Oh, my God. And how is it? I barely go anywhere. I got COVID, and you're going out to fucking watch mimes, and you're all good. I can't catch it if I wanted it. (laughs) It doesn't want you. It doesn't. Oh, well... Anyway, so um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Atlanta. <laughs> oh, Atlanta. So, okay, so I watched the trailer twice. Sheree is back. And, <gasps> Love and, her. And she's releasing <gasps> She by Sheree. Spring, summer. <laughs> Spring, summer, She by Sheree. <laughs> I love that. And do you know how, I don't know if you, how up to date you are with Atlanta, but the last few seasons we've seen her pop in and out a little bit and she's Dating, okay, this is so weird. I say dating in inverted commas. She's dating a guy in prison. 
Oh, okay. And well, they all end up in prison anyway on these shows, well that, so you well, must well, front foot it. Give me two secs because this is going to come full circle to your comment. <laughs> so she, she's dating a guy that's in prison. He gets out of prison or he's getting out of prison this season or in between the last and this one. And there's a scene where she meets up with Apollo. <gasps> uh-huh. And they're chatting about stuff prison-related and he says something to the – like the comment, the grab is that when the men get out of prison, they treat their women like shit. So I'm thinking, are you trying to get advice from Apollo, re your relationship with <laughs> post-prison boyfriend? And then next minute she's asking Marlo, because you know how Marlo's got a peach now. Yes, Queen. Mm -hmm. She's asking Marlo, um, what does it mean when the phone rings a couple of times and then it cuts out? And Marlo's like, you've been blocked. And Sheree is devo, bawling (laughs) her eyes out. And Marlo's hugging her, trying to like give her positive, you know, personal affirmation. So like you're crying because prison dude doesn't want to bar of you. Is this what we're seeing? Fantastic. We get a new housewife, Sonia Richards-Ross. She's a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Don't ask me what medals, what sport she won the medals for. I didn't look it okay. up. She's Jamaican with a okay. choice accent. I'm obsessed. And then pretty much the last thing, the ladies are sitting at a table at a kid's birthday party and they start talking about dick and then this white chick <laughs> – walks past and like admonishes them and like is all like you're at a children's birthday party and then Marlo makes some comment to Kenya about um, you shouldn't be inviting your white friends to stuff like this because they just don't get it or something and I'm thinking I don't know if it's got anything to do with race that woman's just got to stick up a butt because I would definitely be talking about dick at a kid's birthday party (laughs) you know me Totally. Dick, 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 dick. What else are you going to fucking talk about? <laughs> balls? Exactly. There's so many balls around, it just brings you to dick. So, I mean. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to Atlanta. Like I said. watch that trailer. Last season, Atlanta wasn't amazing because it was, you know, it's, I'm sorry, all of the last year housewives, I'm calling it the real housewives of whatever the COVID years. So, you know, Except for Beverly. Beverly Hills was incredible. Yeah, well, obs. Was that even po- – like, that was post-COVID, wasn't it? Oh, no, the women got the COVID and they yeah, had to they had, they had that to bubble stop. thing. Yeah. They- <laughs> I, I mean, how covid was it because um, – uh, They did, like, an episode on Zoom, right? Yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, you know, we still got people going to get nose jobs and shit, so elective surgery, hello. Garcelle in the sperm suit with the goggles and the gloves. Oh, yeah. In the handbag. Oh, good times. Love Garcelle. I, I, Can't I'd wait. watch that again. Oh, my God. Speaking of Beverly Hills, I haven't read. Listen, okay. I've read the articles. They're not all making the sense to me. So I have to listen to Emily D. Baker, and I haven't yet. But Erica's being sued by P. Edelson PC again. I saw that. So they, I just saw their talent saying that she is actually the mastermind. One of the front runners. I mean, come on. They just look. Remember how when they, what's the word? I can't think of the word. When they sort of retracted the lawsuit in um, Chicago, and I said to you, they're going to refile in LA, and because everyone, you know, all the articles were like, you know, the lawsuit's been dropped. It's like, wait a sec, people, just wait. And this obviously is it. So. Uh, I haven't, like, listened to Emily D. Baker break it down. I'll do that at some point. And if there's any, like, juicy deets, I'll let mm. you know. But Did I mean, you also yeah. see um, Bill Aiden's Ferrari got stolen? For three hours. Calm down. Oh, did they get it back? Three hours later, they got it back. <laughs> Literally it? in my notes, Bill's Ferrari was stolen for three hours. It was stolen out of the garage. I think he left the garage door open and the car unlocked. I mean, how well, I mean, you know, you're just asking for it to be taken. I know. And then she was saying that her son was coming in the driveway from wherever just as they were exiting and she was like, at least my son didn't leave five minutes later and then they would have blocked him in and there would have been a confrontation. So 
that thing's insured up the wazoo. They just would have replaced it with a brand spanking new one that didn't have vomit residue in it. So Totally. Really? A Ferrari, what exactly. A luxury. I mean, whatevs. Whatevs. Well, what did you think of this episode of Jersey, Horny Hungarians? I loved bits of it. I even loved the, t- the the title. I was just like, only in Jersey do we need to say the word horny. Yeah. I like bits of it, but it, it wasn't, you know, full of the – it wasn't full of drama or anything, but it was no. all right. Uh, for me, the slog storylines are that fucking kid with the ACL yeah. and the fucking house. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, I do not need another flashback of that house. No, I'm not interested. I mean, the only bit of that flashback that I did like is hearing Joe Giudice at the family photo event say, I love yous all. You know me yeah. and the I love yous all. Sometimes it grates me, sometimes it makes me laugh. Either way, it's fucking stupid and cacks me up. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I have moved house that many times, trust me. It's not that it's not worthy of international TV. Multiple times in right. a season. That this is her storyline. She's moving because she obviously doesn't want her storyline to be all the Louis drama. It's not of like course. she's it's not like she's investigating Louis the criminal. Like her storyline's being thrust upon her. But personally, mm-hmm. she's got as little a storyline as Melissa Gorga. You said it. Yeah. Said, now we said it. Now we fucking said it. Yeah. Start the episode with, yeah, lots of those little clips, just like touching base with everyone, which was just them kind of doing normal shit. I yeah. don't think there was anything that interesting. What do you think? Uh, no, the only thing that I did think was interesting is, you know how every time OVS there's a big to be continued, we don't get the taglines. So mm-hmm. in honour of you, Nathan, mm-hmm. I watched the taglines. Did you hate them or love them? Dude, I realise I've never actually listened to them. I have never listened to the fucking taglines because I'm like, these are all new to me. The one that I like We've was, covered them on the show. Well, I fucking blocked them because now <laughs> now it's a rev- it's a tagline revival for, for moi. I like Jen's tagline. My nose may be new, but I can still smell a rat. I like that. I love the way she says rat. It's like a rat. Rat. It's right. full jersey. I love it. I I really liked her tagline. I mean, Teresa's being the I've got a king, but I'm still the queen. I'm like Flop. apt but boring. I really, you know, I don't remember the others. I just like that one. Yeah. I liked it. I, Agreed. I'm coming around on Jen, man. It's like I am just like Melissa, unfortunately. Now that Marge loves the Jen, I love the Jen. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we pick up with Marge. Mm. She's um, having Marge senior over. We're just getting the backstory I'm about obsessed. her playing hungry. I'm for obsessed. The party. I'm obsessed with both of those two women. I could watch a spin off with just the two of them. Obsessed. I was so distracted throughout this scene because of the cookies. So she puts these cookies on a plate. Were they sprinkle cookies? The- I didn't notice the cookies. Oh, that's all I could look at because she left the packet of cookies with mm. a few left in them on the on the kitchen bench. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you putting them on a plate? Are you pretending like you've cooked them? I can see the packet on the bench. <laughs> put the packet away if you're going to put them on the plate and pretend like they're on a plate. Who puts and so cookies I was like, on a plate? Why are you pretending that you cooked these cookies? Don't we just eat them straight out of the packet? Who fucking exactly? Who well, if, if you're going to take them plate? out of the packet, then hide the packet. But every time over Marge Senior's head, I could see the packet just sitting there on the bench, and I was like, "Tidy up, Marge." I didn't even notice the mother tucking cookies. What kind of cookies were they? They looked like a ginger snap. A ginger snap? Something like that. Who yeah. fucking buys ginger snaps? It could very well be something else. <laughs> They're like the cheapest cookies in the store. You buy them when you're a poor uni student because that's all you got. That's right. Who eats anyway. fucking ginger snap? You can't be dunking that in a fucking coffee. Gross. I don't even think they ate the cookies. Well, yeah, they, of course they didn't eat the fucking cookies because they were bullshit ginger snaps. <laughs> exactly. I would much prefer a fucking sprinkle cookie to a ginger snap. Mm-hmm. I fucking Preach. like Now we said it. I like sprinkle cookies. So um, Teresa's not invited because Marge doesn't want any drama. And I was like, as if that's not going to result in more drama. Yes, but she's not wrong. What scene has she been in with Teresa this season that wasn't fucking drama? Teresa would be bitching about her and everything at that event behind her back and then she'd find out. I wouldn't have invited her either. Truth. I prefer it because these women just suck up to Teresa. Teresa always gets a pass. I would much rather her go, no, no. You're not invited because you's a bitch. 
Yeah, I think she's using that body shaming jiggle butt comment from last week to really draw the line. Well, and it's also something definitive and something wrong that Teresa did that she can't talk herself out of. Yeah. So I would have used it too. But realistically, it's because Teresa's been a cunt to her this whole season. Mm -hmm. So why would I want you at my mother's celebration? That's her mum. It's not like it's a party for her. It's a party for her mum. I wouldn't have invited her either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think her mum does get along with Teresa. She seems to get along with everyone. I mean, her her mum flirting with Frank. Frank flirting with her mum. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. They should get together. Perfect match. I think I'd they would. Be, I think they'd be perfect together. She could be one of the boat whores. Uh no, she would be like supreme boat whore. Oh, of course. Yeah, yacht whore. Absolutely. So, meanwhile, Teresa, she's saying that Margaret's toxic because of the, she didn't want to wear the workout line. Oh, get <laughs> so out! Get of over town. the workout line. Teresa's basically going, Margie's the only person that will stand up to me over time. That's why Mm -hmm. she calls her toxic because she can't get a win with Marge because Marge is actually bright. She is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we go to – I'm zipping through it because I haven't got that much to say. Do you have anything to say? Yes, at Teresa's house. So Dolores comes over to pick up stuff for the Hilltop Haven Shelter. Yeah. How many fucking garbage bags of stuff did she have? This is what freaks me out. It's not that Teresa is being generous. It's that Teresa has never decluttered any portion of her home that she has that much stuff to get rid of. I'm sorry, people. You declutter at the beginning of every season. At the beginning mm-hmm. of winter, you declutter your summer shit. At the beginning of summer, you declutter your winter shit. And then you pick another cupboard in the house, just one. It's your clothes and one cupboard. I declutter as a go. It stressed me out seeing all that stuff. Fully stressed me out. Yeah, that I was a lot of shit. I could have had a panic attack. I needed a stress <laughs> fucking wine, honestly. That's well, all I got. I That's had a it. That's all I got. At Melissa's house next because because you were at Melissa's house. <laughs> I hate her guts. She's telling us she can't sit on the toilet because her butt hurts, and I was like, "What? Like, why do we need to know this?" That was funny. Thing. I'm uh, sorry. The I- thing is, she's lying. You reckon? Yeah, she There's said There's nothing she, authentic about this, Melissa She Gorka. said she couldn't sit on the toilet like she had trouble sitting on the toilet, but then she sits down in a chair. What's the difference? I mean, I what suppose one's hard and one's doing? not. Like, she, I, I saw them play softball. She didn't do much. I don't know. Maybe she does. I mean, I think it's bullshit that Melissa doesn't exercise at her age with that body. She works out. So you're right. It is a little bizarre that she would be that sore. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I can't right. trust a word out of that bitch's mouth. I can't trust her. And yeah. that scene with Tracy coming over and Joe and the kids playing football or whatever, like, it went on for 500 minutes. Are you kidding? That scene went on for two seconds. All of a sudden, Tracy's like, we got to go home. I'm like, you just no. got there. It was, all, me, it it was all contrived. It was it contrived. I'm sorry, Tracy having a tutor for her pre-kindergarten daughter? Ridiculous. Uh that is insane. She's like, Tiki says it's insane. It's like, bitch, it is insane. It's insane. But then, okay, so Tracy's sharing shit about her daughter because this tutor, I mean, that's laughable, says she she may not be ready emotionally, socially for, for kindergarten. I mean, Jesus Christ. But then Melissa just makes it about her and, and her daughter. Like She does the same thing all the time. All of a sudden it's just already about her and Antonia. It's like, um, excuse me, Tracy was talking about her kid. It doesn't have to be <laughs> her about kid your struggles. Her yeah. kids struggles pre-kindergarten. Talk about fucking with Tracy, like talk about catastrophizing, honestly. But anyway. But you're so right. It always comes back to Melissa because when we go to the gym oh. with Antonia, Antonia says like, yeah, it was really hard for me, you know, changing high schools. And she says, well, well, it happened to me too, you know. Yeah. I did this. Yeah. This happened to me. And I'm like, shut up, Melissa. Yeah. Listen to your stupid kid. I mean, speaking of which, we're just going to jump around. Melissa has a trainer for her daughter. I mean, all the how the other half live, honestly. How the other half live. Yeah. Like, I get it if it's for like, yeah, ACL recovery. Or I know. I was thinking that too. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah, okay, fine. But then wouldn't you have a physiotherapist, not a trainer? I don't know. So then we go to Jackie. She's talking to her therapist. Oh, no, before I know, that. Before that. Ice cream with the kids. I yeah, loved this scene. Loved it. I'm so invested with this storyline now. So invested. I was. I felt anxious during this because Aww. she looked so uncomfortable. She did. And, like, I just felt like she was putting off getting that spoon into her mouth, but then she did it and I was like, oh, thank God. 
Yeah. And then I was worried with the whole like, oh, have a bite of mine, have a bite of mine. She was just trying to get rid of it. But I then did think she that was too. like, you know what? It's that's part of the experience. Exactly. And I was like, okay, she's she's yeah. working on being present and being uh, a participant in the adventure, so to speak. I loved yeah. it because she was sitting with her discomfort. And that's, I mean, that's something my therapist tells me I've got to work on all the time. It's just sitting in your discomfort because it's a feeling and feelings will pass. Mm. And just watching her do that, I know with the shit I struggle with how hard that is. And the fact that she like was suggesting them, you know, eating her ice cream, I agreed with you. I thought, "Uh oh, is she trying to palm off her ice cream? But then she was trying theirs and I'm like, what? She's really, in this scene at least, she's really doing the work. And And it looks like work. And it was, and that's the thing. And that's what I loved, what I almost was almost grateful about the fact that she was sharing because it's not only highlighting to people who uh, can empathise with her situation as to what it feels like. It's for other people to see just how difficult the struggle is for her and potentially how difficult the struggle is for someone else in their life that's going through it. Mm. And so I was just... Yeah, I was really moved, actually. I was very much moved by this scene. And the fact that she was willing to share that was huge, huge. It's it's authentic. It reads as a real storyline, not some made-up bullshit. Like going to Melissa's house, which clearly Tiki and Tracy have never done. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck was her kid doing? The whole point was she was going, going for a little swim, I thought. Nothing. It's like they sat down for two minutes and then it's like, okay, we're going now. Whatever. 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 And, yeah, Jackie meets with her therapist. Yes. Um, Basically, they have a a big long chat, but it's all about how Jackie's going to try and add one new food to her diet each day, and they're just unpacking a lot of those issues. They are. They are. I mean, haven't got anything else to say about that, do you? When her therapist suggested she take the kids for pizza, you could see that made her so anxious. Oh, yeah. But then was it the therapist that suggested adding an extra thing each day, or was it Jackie? I thought it was Jackie. Oh, right. Well, that's what Jackie But yeah, potentially, potentially the therapist suggested it and they just condensed the scene. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's a big ask. Oh, fucking huge. Yeah. And it's like, she. it was almost like she's saying, I'm still going to count the calories. I'm just not going to count that. I don't know how that works because they obviously they were talking about compensating with food. Like you have this, therefore you don't have that. And I'm like, how do you count calories and not count the big thing? and then not compensate for it. I thought that was, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't wrap my head around how Jackie would actually do that because that's massive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well. Again, I told you I'm invested with all that now. (laughs) Yeah, no. So uh, they're all getting ready for the party. Oh, my God. So many fucking scenes getting ready for the party. It took like 10 minutes to get to the fucking party. Sorry. A lot. A lot. Yeah, the highlight was Frank Frank Senior saying he's going to make out with Marge Senior. 100%. Love that. Loved. Um, and I also loved Marge and Marge Senior rocking up in the hair rollers. Love to that too. Venue. I know. I was noticing that too. Cute. It's just cute. Very. It's cute. What did you think of Evan sending the text to Bill, which was just, hey, man, I'm sorry, and he just sent back an okay emoji, and everyone's like, they're communicating. It's beautiful. I know. <laughs> I mean, it was probably – it was kind of like a saving face text message. It was like, I'm apologising, but there's nothing behind it. And Bill's going, yep, let's not talk about it. It's that whole communicating but sweeping it under the rug at the same time. I.e., it was not fucking communicating. (laughs) An emoji says a thousand words. Oh, well, it can sometimes, but I just looked at it and was like, "Mm." I suppose it was more of a let's just, you know, the text message and text messages were almost, we're going to be seeing each other, let's have have it be less awkward when we do. Yeah. But, yeah, if someone sent me a text, I'm sorry, with nothing else, I don't know if it's a woman thing or if it's, you know, an emotionally intelligent thing, I would have gone, ah, not enough. <laughs> not enough. See, I would have accepted it because, like, I'm like, I don't want to talk about emotions, so I'd just be like, yeah, cool, here's an emoji. Oh, my God, you're such a guy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but Joe Gorga, he's still like, Bill needs to face it like a man, blah, 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 blah. what? What did Bill do that was wrong? He defended his wife and told and told them, you're not allowed to talk about my wife like that. That's not acceptable. 
I... Meanwhile, Tracy's talking shit about Teresa in front of Joe and he's not sticking up for his sister, which I thought was his whole shtick. Exactly. He never so sticks it... up for Teresa behind her back and Teresa never sticks up for Joe behind his back. And this is the issue sure. of, of having them on the show together. They get to see how mean their sibling is towards them behind their back. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And Jen was just excited to finally be invited to a party I and that know. Bill was coming. I know. Um, he said he's happy to come and support her, but I'm like, okay, you're just making the the minimalist effort, but yeah, congratulations. But agreed, but that's a lot for him. Yeah. For him to turn around and say, finally say, if you're good with Marge, then I'll try. That's clearly not what we've seen this season and we can only imagine what he said when the cameras weren't there. Yeah. Like he's obviously always shut that conversation down before and he's not now. I told you their convo last week was a big deal. Yeah, must have been. Must have been. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we also get the fucking flashback tour of the house. Oh, wait, this- I just thought of something. <gasps> Remember how when they had their date night, and obviously that's the convo I'm referring to, and she says to him, if, you know, basically if it doesn't work out, I get half. Do you think maybe that's why he's happy to try and um, smooth things over? Because if they do get divorced, then at least she's got some income by being on the show. Maybe that was his motivation. I don't know. I'm kidding. I feel like they're I'm not going to get divorced. No, they're like, not going to get divorced. That's not in Again, their last culture. That's true. That's Just true. Just from her parents, I'm saying that. I mean, and both of his, both of their parents. It's definitely not culturally acceptable. Having said that, maybe that is what's forcing them to work on it because I don't think it's getting swept under the rug. I don't think mm-hmm. Jen is allowing it to get swept under the rug based on... Again. The, yeah. I mean, she did for 10 years or whatever. Yeah, but the stuff that she's saying in confessionals is so insightful and so, um, you know, all about looking inward. I think she's going to the therapy. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get the we get the scene with Teresa and the daughters and the packing up at the house and the oh. flashbacks that we've talked about. I mean, the only good thing about that was seeing Nono and the squid. That, oh. that killed me. I loved it. What was with um, one of the daughters being like, oh, that's where Nona beat me with a wooden spoon. That's where yeah. Nono pulled my hair. Yep. I was like, okay, beautiful memories. <laughs> hey. I'm a wog, I get it. It's Quality like, time, In I guess. hindsight, it's something you laugh at because it's so ridiculous, that's all. <laughs> like I remember the time, so I'm allergic to nuts, don't make a joke. Well, you can. And my grandmother once had a Ferrero Rocher and was trying to offer it to me. And I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't have it, I'm allergic. And it bothered her so much because she thought she was, you know, hello, it's chocolate, what kid doesn't want chocolate? She shoved it in my mouth. And I had to spit it across the floor. And my (laughs) sister and I just laughed. We were like, I'm sitting on the on the carpet watching the Mary Poppins because going into anaphylactic shock. Yeah. And I'm like, spat it out. And my sister was like, What just happened? I go, she shoved it in my mouth and we cacked ourselves. I was probably like twelve at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good time. I mean, that memory makes me laugh because I'm just like, this poor woman just was beyond her that I wouldn't accept food. She couldn't cope. (laughs) Love it. So then we go to the party, which, yeah, we've said is Hungarian themed. I thought it looked cute. I love all that. I mean, Hungarian food's the fucking best. I will say, though, I hated that screechy violin in the background. Like, I'm trying to listen to dialogue and it's like, in the background. Really? I I loved it. I loved it. Oh, please. You don't want to hear, like, the music of my people, like the real traditional stuff. You would go, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, it's like bagpipes. I can't stand them. Yeah, see, I like those too. Ugh. What's Ugh. wrong? Give me a nice grand piano. Oh, honestly, I'm sorry. It's like their heritage. You can't not like it. Okay, but we're filming a scene here. I'm trying to hear Joe Gorga bitch about a phone call from Bill. I need to concentrate. Or a lack of a phone call from Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, did we love the fact that the venue is the same place as the christening? I cackled. I loved it. I I was like, are we running out of venues in Jersey? Well, as if the Brownstone would let them film there. It's probably this place and the Brownstone can fit that many people. So, yeah, I reckon yeah. they are running out of venues. I mean, they could have just fucking asked Jen and had it at the house. There would have been yeah. room to spare. But then who really wants to go to Paramus? See, there, people say that, but I don't understand. Like, is that far away in Jersey? Their or? house is literally across the road from the mall. 
Oh, the mall, that's right. It's like living across the road from a Westfield mate. Well, it, it is doesn't a matter what neighborhood. Their it doesn't matter stolen. what suburb you live in, you live across the road from the fucking Westfield. I mean, so what did you think of this party? Did uh, you have any fun I with th- it? I thought it was a little formal for a party. Like it was kind of wedding-esque in its delivery. Like yes. sh- she's walking in after being introduced like it's by an MC. What do you need an MC for? It's a fucking birthday party. (laughs) I just thought that made it a little stuffy. Like the formality of it makes it stuffy and you can't. So there's like, you know, set times to do things. I don't want to be told what to do on my day off. So when someone tells me I've got to sit down, stand up, listen to a speech, it's like... What are you, at church? Exactly. This is why I don't enjoy weddings. You get all dolled up waiting for the fun to start and it doesn't really start. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, again, don't be fucking telling me what to do on my day off. Maybe it is like church. That's why I don't like it. Maybe. Whoops. I mean, aside from the party, the drama at the party is really just Joe and the boys resolving things. Yeah. Um, Bill's going to kiss Joe's butt and carve his initials into his butt with a scalpel. Okay. okay. So in sure. the preview last week, we saw Bill tell Joe he said, fuck you. In response, oh, yeah. where was that? Is that later? Are we going to get a fight later? Because I, don't know. I mean, I reckon it's just going to be a joke in passing that we get at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they so they talk about Dolores's idea, apparently, mm. aka producer. Yeah. Um, their idea to go to Nashville, which I think sounds fun. Yeah, I hope it's fun. I really yeah, do I hope so. because these vacations that they're taking in the states, like in, it's just it's not been working for me thus far. Mm-hmm. I no, mean, definitely. you know, not that we Beverly Hills, not that the Beverly Hills ladies in France worked for me either, but you know oh, what God, I mean. That was fucking shit. That was uh, Teddy's fault. Everything's Teddy's fault. I hate that girl. Um, I know. So they talk about Teresa and the body shaming jiggle butt comments, and Marge says that Teresa ruined Tracy's event, and I was like, that event was ruined from the jump. Yeah, because of the nature of the event. No one want again the event in nature. Again, don't make me fucking do shit. <laughs> don't like, let me do shit on my day off. Don't we need tell, to print that don't, on some merch. Do you not fucking tell me what to do? Like, I'm, I mean, I suppose it's different when they're on the show because the show is paying their bills. But for me, I'm like, I get told what to do all day, every day. That is called work. Your boss tells you what to do. Clients tell you what to do. On my time, no one's fucking telling me what to do. <laughs> I always complain to my boyfriend being like, Oh, I had to do this at work and it's such a thankless job. And he keeps saying to me, your pay is your thanks. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. But I'm like, can I not just vent? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so Marge makes a sweet speech about Marge Senior. And Very it sort sweet. of helps Jennifer relate to her more. End of episode pretty much, right? Oh, my God, dude. You missed all the part when Marge was talking about how Marge Senior fled hungry during the Hungarian Revolution Big fucking deal. And they basically, her parents scooped her up in the middle of the night and they walked, except obviously Marge Senior had a little tricycle, good idea. They walked across the Austrian border. Like that's a big flipping deal. And then fled to America. I don't know. I'm loving all that stuff. I mean, not loving it for them. I suppose going over the the Alps is very end of sound of music. I kind of love that. I (laughs) did. Where is your heart this episode? I just, I thought it was a flop app. Right, okay. Did you notice um, when Marge was doing the speech, did you see Frank Senior's smile when they sang happy birthday? Aww. He was just, I think he's got a little crush on her. And the other thing, when it was time to eat, the ladies are getting the food. Jen doesn't know what goulash is. She thinks it oh, sounds yeah. like prison food. And then the other ladies are like, what's Wiener schnitzel? It's like you, you've you never had a schnitzel. I know. Read a book. Like what do these people eat? What's I've never been to America. How bad is the food that no one's, you know, serving up a schnitty? Um, you couldn't eat at the pub in Australia if you didn't know what schnitzel was. I don't you, know. American listeners, let us know if you have schnitzel on the reg. Of course they have fucking schnitzel. I don't know. Who's never had goulash? My mum made it all the time when we were kids. But, you know, that's because Croatia's near the Hungary, so some of the food's pretty similar. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Any other thoughts? I mean, Bill picks up Marge Senior when they're dancing and doesn't drop her. I thought that was, like, massive. (laughs) 
I feel like you're grasping at straws here. Okay, fine. <laughs> but next time, so we go to Nashville, uh-huh. love that. Yep. And that's when we get Teresa losing it at Marge over the Louis rumours. And then Marge is saying that she's a dirty fucking liar. <laughs> and there seems to be lunging across a table. So and, that and, should be fine. And tableware smashed in Marge's direction by Tr- Teresa. Love that. Just quickly, what did you think of Summer House with the with the throne glass and the grabbing Ooh, of the candlestick? loved it. Wasn't Loved it. Yeah, Summer House is, is definitely one of my happy places right now. I love it. I love it. And Andrea Kyle crying. And Amanda. Yeah, I know. You don't like Kyle and Amanda. They're like They're the going to get divorced in a week. You, they're like the Melissa and Joe for you, aren't they? <laughs> well, I like Kyle separately, maybe. Yeah, but I do too. Their relationship. Ugh, I like them both that. separately, but together, yeah. I mean, maybe we should just look at it like every time Kyle annoys Amanda, it's a good thing. But then it's really difficult to watch her PTSD because she, anytime he does those things like the drinking and the not answering the phone calls, she gets anxiety over thinking he's going to maybe black out and cheat on her without mm. knowing. It's like, you know what? That's just enabling behaviour. No one is expecting you to forgive him if he doesn't remember cheating on you. And I think that's what she's got to process, that it's okay that I break up with you if you cheat on me, even if you don't remember doing it. And I think that that's, you know, that in there is where her therapeutic work needs to take place. That she, I think she felt obliged to take him back because he couldn't remember. I actually have a little theory. I think oh, yes. she is marrying him prenupless just to just to get half of Loverboy. I mean, she's practically announced that. She I mean, said, if you divorce me, I'm getting half. How is her – I mean, I get why her name is not on everything for Loverboy. I get it. I totally get it. Cause if she any, does all the work, though. If anything, happens, if anything happens to him financially, he can declare bankruptcy and then they can start another business in her name. If something happens with Loverboy and they're both written down as equal partners, then neither of they're them – They're both fucked. Then they're both fucked. And right. that, to be honest, that is really normal uh, when you have a business in a relationship. Your accountant will suggest it. That gives you some semblance of financial security later. In that sense, I think it's beneficial for her to have a prenup so that she can have in writing that if anything happens, that he has to pay her half of the value of the business. I think that that's in her best interest because right now nothing's in her name. Mm. And don't get me wrong, she would still be able to argue in court that she, you know, she works there, blah, blah, blah. She's his partner. They built the business together. It's on, it's on camera for fuck's sake. So technically, legally, she would be fine, but she may still have to fight that in court, which would cost her. Whereas with a prenup, it would, it would be a much easier process for her to take the half of the, of the business that she's entitled to. So I don't get it. what I don't get is, yeah, she's like, oh, a prenup just feels like you're admitting defeat before getting married. And I'm like, no. everyone can tell you're going to get divorced eventually. And like, besides that, up. 60% of marriages in the States end up in divorce. Like, do the and math, bitch. 100%. Like, pull out a spreadsheet and do the math. Yeah. Anyway, should we quickly talk about the Below Deck Down Under latest app? Yes. I didn't have a lot of notes for this one for some reason. A what? Well, okay, well, let's go through it. So we, we pick up with Captain Cutie laying down the law with the deck team and that sort of activates Bosun Jamie, who yes. is turning into a douche. He is showing his true colours of douchedom, yeah. Now, Brittini got the disco ball helmet and I want to get your thoughts on that because I thought Jamie should have gotten it. I mean, I agree. I literally wrote in my notes, why her? And then I was like, okay, she was on standby all day, as you said, because of, you know, the bullshit bosun and the captain must have seen her stand around and do nothing all day but i think the bosun should have got it if there's a problem with the deckhand it goes to the bosun it's jamie's fucking fault he sucks as a team leader because captain cutie doesn't know about the jacuzzi thing yet no so that might have changed things do you reckon he'll care though i don't i think he's a bit be a bit like jamie like no harm no foul I don't yeah, know. It depends on the timeline. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but oh my God, this chef. Oh, shit so chef like, drunk before fucking dinner. What a douche. I know. And he's, his inside, inside voice is his outside voice and his outside voice is like a huge outside voice. And I was I like, know. why are you shouting all the time? Fuck, I thought I was loud and obnoxious, which I and am. Like, he kept touching Benny's hair at the dinner and I, Benny was like, stop touching me. I know, getting into per- people's personal space. You can already see that shit chef is not, he's not a happy guy. He's no. certainly not a happy drunk. And that wigs me out. 
when people are not happy drunks, that scares the shit out of me. I do oh, yeah. not want to be around people that are angry drunks because I'm like, if you're an angry drunk, that means you're ang- you're actually not okay all the other time, like when you're sober and it's just coming out when you're drunk. I don't like and it. And we've had angry junks on like Below Deck before and it never ends up well because no. they just suck all the fun out of it. Absolutely. It, it becomes painful to watch too. It's not yeah. okay because it's it's unpredictable negative behaviour. I mean, who needs that? Fuck. Well, and, like, the chef, he says how his um, dad passed away and so everyone sort of gives him a pass. Exactly. Justifying. Okay. Enabler 101. You're justifying someone's behaviour because of a tragedy or, or an illness or an addiction. It's like it's not okay to treat someone like shit just because you have stuff going on in your personal life. It's yeah. not okay. Ugh. Uh, it's just. It's like the anxiety's at a 10 right now with this dickhead yeah. chef. And so back to the jacuzzi thing. Uh-huh. So I don't think Jamie handled it all that well in no. like discussing it with Toomey. And then, Not at all. Yeah, because then, then he pretty much tells Culver like, oh, Toomey's pissed at you, but I'm on your side. I think you, what you did's fine, but Toomey's the problem. And I'm like, stop throwing Toomey under the bus. 100%. And also you want to be respected as a team leader. Mm-hmm. The way he handled Toomey is not a lead. It does not a leader make. And the fact that he bitches about Toomey to Culver, that's not working for me. You don't be bitching about staff to other staff if you're supposed to be a leader. That's not how it works. You go, you go to the fucking chief stew and you talk to her about it. Yeah, but I did think it was great cinematic symmetry that they were talking about the jacuzzi while in the jacuzzi. I mean. Agreed. Appreciated that, that, that. That's pretty much what made the scene fun for me. That was the light in with all the shade. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's probably going to come up again because they do some like 100%. half-assed apology. A hundred percent, it's going to come up. It's going to blow. And, up. It's going to blow up, and the captain's going to get involved. And like Bill sent an emoji, but here he is like handing over an emoji on a piece of paper pretty to much. her, and that's the apology. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Just, worse than Bill. Uh, totally worse than Bill. Totally. <laughs> totally. These personalities, there's going to be some big-ass fucking fights and there's going to be a lot of alcohol involved and it's going to be great fucking TV. It'll be great. I know. What do you think of this kooky charter guest? He's awful. Fronk. Fronk? <laughs> That's yeah. what I call him. He's Fronk. <laughs> He's to- he sounds like fucking Fronk. And I'm the whole time, I am trying to figure out what nationality he is with that fake fucking accent. Yeah, and he sounds I'm, like inventing Anna as well, how you can't he quite place it. does. Oh, don't be so dramatic. I love it. I love that show, Inventing when Anna. When he was walking on and he's like, it's not Monica or Central Pay, it will do. And I was like, get <laughs> fucked. It's the Great Barrier Reef, cunt. Like, it's I nice. I know. He's such new money with his fucking name brand dropping and all that shit. It's just awesome to watch. But I like, hated I'm, him. I, and he's like, I think he's Turkish. Because I noticed one of the other charter guests, her name was Dilek, which is totes Turkish. I'm like, but that can't peg his accent. So if someone out there, I don't actually want to burst the bubble and Google it. I don't know why. But if someone out there knows, let me know because I totally think that accent is fake. I totally think it's like inventing Anna. But if someone can like prove otherwise that would be so interesting i think he is inventing anna the way he's like my jackets are from monaco i was like okay (laughs) oh and who are you trying to improve and didn't he say like that the prince like the prince of monaco has one or something is that what he says oh my god that makes he's like there's only 10 in the world the singer no he's like there's (laughs) only 10 in the world it's like it's an ugly fucking it's not a jacket it's a fucking dressing gown it's a bronch coat mate like, yes. calm your fucking farm. Like, and did you steal like, it from the hotel? Because that's, I mean, look, he looked adorbs. I, I absolutely, why am I yelling? I absolutely love him on my TV. Love him. He's my ideal guest. Oh, totally. <laughs> love totally. Him. And when, we need to hate the guests. And when he did, when they went snorkeling and he thought that they were two left, like, what do you call them? Flippers? And, the L, and, she and said, she's like, Ellie's for large, not left. Oh, I love I it. I laughed so much. Flippers don't come in lefts and rights, right? No, they're the exact same fucking thing. It's like, does it, does it veer left and right? No, they're straight up and down, dickhead. And the thing I love is, it. I love. think he sort of had a point with like the fake flowers. Like, oh. fake flowers I find tacky. Fake flowers on a super yacht. Again, it's all about the fact that they're on a super yacht. 
Like, yeah. no to the fake flowers. I mean, the dried flowers, sure. But I also agree with him with the decor. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably wouldn't. Okay, because I'm not rich and I don't know how to behave in that world, me as myself wouldn't ask them to remove it. I would just put it in a drawer myself. I've yeah. done that when I'm at a hotel for more than a night and, like, I'm spending time in the room and there's ugly decor. I'll stick it in a drawer. <laughs> like, I'll get the ugly, like, you know, 1970s Kmart vase with the, you know, dusty fake flowers and put them in the cupboard. I've done that. Not going to lie. Ugly things I, make me sad. I think Aisha had a point, though, being like, if you're that bougie, buy your own fucking super yacht. Well, it's, yeah. I, yeah. Which I, I mean, I, she, I think. I think she, he's on borrowed inventing Anna money, so we can't. And I think she get, gathers that as well, which is why <laughs> she made that comment. It's that whole thing that they say new money old money, right? He's acting like new money and that can be tacky. He what is totes tacky. Think, what did you think of Eunice, the, the anti-fish brigade, but she only eats fish, but then she hates the smell of fish. And I'm like, yeah, it's fish. I mean. It'll smell like fish. I was like, are you sure you like fish, hun? Yeah, I don't think she does. I think she wants scrambled fucking eggs. Again, new money. I think she's used to a fillet of fish, <laughs> not fresh fish. That's what I think this is. I think they're on borrowed money and they're, they're, they're playing a part and they're definitely hamming it up for the cameras a la Melania and I'm totally. fucking loving them. I mean, anyone that pisses the chef off is going to make me happy. Well, what the hell is this chef thinking doing like a six-course meal and every course is fish? Because she's a pescatarian, so he thought it's safe. If, if on their preference sheet it says all of them like fish and they, you know, one of them doesn't like chicken, one of them doesn't eat any meat, one of them doesn't like lamb, and that's what they would be like. He's like, it, the safest thing to do is just make fish for all of them because it's on their preference sheet. I don't know. I would mix it up with an eggplant or something. I think he was – one of the things that Chef was right about is that these guys don't have broad palates. I would have done very trendy food for them. I would have done sushi because it's something that they would think that rich people eat a lot of or or pig stuff. Although four of them don't eat raw fish. Just remember that. Oh, for (laughs) Um, they don't. I mean, again, these are the kind of people who go for sushi and they get the fucking deep fried chicken sushi with mayonnaise. Like, it's new money. But what's this chef thinking that, like, he's going to sing a song about how much he hates them and never wants to see them again, like, before yeah. going to talk to them? And I'm like, they could hear you, dude. I know. That's what I thought. I'm like, you're being loud on the purpose. Yeah. And it's almost like he's forgetting the objective, which is the tip. Oh, exactly. It's like you're – like. Don't act like you don't need the tip because we all know you make sweet fuck all in your wage. It's all about the tip. It's so short-sighted. Yeah. And I think with him, he was purposefully taking forever to cook that fish. 100% with fuck a blowtorch. Stick it under the grill. For He's sitting there saying, oh, it'll burn under the grill. Ah, well, maybe watch it. If you stand at the grill, under the grill, do you know what I mean, in the oven? If you stand there and physically observe it, how would it burn? And if you don't care what it's going to taste like, then why would you care? He's just, oh, he's a walking fucking disaster, mate. He's a horrible person. Oh, and I awful, think Captain awful. Cutie sort of made a bit of a boo-boo saying like, oh, go talk to them. Yeah. Like, I would keep the chef far away from the guests yeah, if but, he's there saying how much he hates them. But the, the reason why it's a good call is because he knows full well that anyone who whinges like that has no balls to do it to the person's face. So it did stop him uh, complaining because he's like, if you talk to them, he's like a full, like, what do you call it? Like a kitchen galley warrior, kind of like a keyboard warrior. Yes, yes. So that's right. why he's like, go talk to them because he knew he'd suck it up, be nice, and problem solved. Captain Cutie knows say, what he's doing, mate. Captain Cutie, he's doing a great job because mm-hmm. we could see the progress with Benny like immediately. Oh, from I told going from you. disco helmet. To, like, facing his fears in that little anchor pocket thingy. Benny is completely under Captain Cutie's spell now. Well, they bonded over the situation. And <laughs> you bond over poo. <laughs> oh, my God, the situation. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you're funny. So I think, yeah, Benny and Captain Cutie are thriving. Brittini standing over the anchor chain. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. She you're is a fucking idiot. Again. She is an idiot. <laughs> she should defs get the helmet for that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
Any other thoughts on this episode? I loved when the guests were sitting down for the Casino Royale themed dinner and Frank looks at the table decor and goes, it's amazing. I'm like, I love him. Toomey's very good at tablescapes. She is. She taught herself in lockdown and she taught herself really well. I mean, really, she's on this show to sell her tablescapes so that people just follow her on Insta, right? Right. I mean, she has got such a beautiful face and such a lovely sounding speaking voice. I would should probably follow her on Insta and watch all her reels. Yeah, like, she'd do a good reel. She'd do a Real great good. reel. <laughs> <laughs> so next week it looks like we've got um, an, <laughs> a potential boat crash, which I always love. Exactly. We've got uh, Jamie versus Benny and then Aisha versus the chef. I know. And also the worst Marilyn Monroe wig I've ever seen. Okay, my question to you, and I rewound it and watched it twice, was the Marilyn played by Magda or was it a guest? Or was I- it like someone, like a paid actor? I thought it was Magda. I thought it was Magda too, but I couldn't be sure. Yeah, it was Magda. Okay. They were wearing one of Kyle from Summer House's mullets from the look of oh, it. Oh, she was a Marilyn with a mullet. No wonder I was confusé. It was confusé. Oh, my God. Oh, I wonder what if... If Frank will like it, I think <laughs> maybe I think, I think maybe Culver should have dressed up as Marilyn for Frank. <gasps> that man, uh, Oof. Oof. He, he. But the thing is, his good nature and his like positive outlook adds to his attractiveness. Because I'm not generally into the blondes, and I'm just okay. like he is so nice that I do find him attractive. He's so yeah, positive. I invite him into a hot tub. Yes, yeah, yeah. See, I really just need to think of it like that. Like, I would definitely one night stand. I probably wouldn't invite him over a second time because I'm just not okay. into blondes. I don't tend to find them very sexy. Wow, that's that's outrageous. That's the most controversial thing you've said on this podcast to date. Really, I like a little <laughs> grease appeal. What can I say? Well, yeah. I think that might be it for this week. I Shall know. I encourage our beautiful, beautiful listeners to. Leave ratings, reviews, send us dog pictures on Instagram. <gasps> Thank you to the people who have done that. Those dog pictures made my day. I showed my boyfriend. He was just like, they are so freaking cute. So everyone's seen the dog pictures in the hoose. Love, yeah, love send it. Send them to at effing bravo. Send them through. They make our day. Oh, my God. They make me so happy. Oh, I'm clapping. I love puppies. I mean, you can send photos of cats too or goldfish, but we prefer dogs. I'm down for that. A a little guinea pig. I'm trying to like. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, see, I'm not into rodents, but I'm trying to like recognize the cuteness that is all the animals. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't mind a guinea pig now. I can deal. They're kind of cute, right? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, Family's family. Then. Yeah. Mariana, I hope you rest and recover. Uh, yeah, maybe I will go back and watch New York season three. Maybe I'll just like flip it around and go and like watch all the good episodes, like the last episode of the first season of OC when Vicky freaks out about the bus, the van. Oh, yeah. The watch Sprint Scary Island. Island. Yeah, I might do that. Might do Monique that. Monique bashing up Candace. A hundred percent. I could watch that a million times. Woo, woo. I might, I might, I might. I mean, we did – break down that season of Potomac, but me, the idiot, took ages to upload them, so no one's probably heard them. So if you're up for go it, back listen, go guys. back and listen to our first season. <laughs> our, f- our first season, like it's a season. Our first eps. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Okay, bye. Bye.